Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. Time management strategies. Tips to increase your productivity and reduce stress. Part 2 by Rob Nightingale. Lesson 6. Knowing which tasks to work on. Your schedule's all locked out. You know when you're going to be tackling your important and less important tasks and for how long. Now you need to get down to work. The first thing you need to do is figure out exactly which takes, which tasks need your attention next. The first thing you need to do is figure out exactly which tasks need your attention next. The best time to do this is during the last 15 to 20 minutes of each work day, which is why yesterday we recommended setting daily planning time blocks on your calendar. There are three reasons for this. One, everything is still fresh in your mind, including outstanding tasks. Two, having tomorrow planned out means you'll find it easier to rest tonight. Three, you know exactly what you need to be doing as soon as you start work tomorrow. Planning out which tasks to work on is as simple as pulling up both your master to-do list and your fixed schedule. Then, while referring to the time blocks you set out yesterday, select one or more tasks to tackle during each time block. You need to judge how long each task should take being careful not to assign too much work to any individual time block. At first, it's common to overestimate how much you can get done in each time block. This is part of the learning process. But over time, you'll become more adept at estimating how long each task will take. So, those time blocks you assign to the important 20% of tasks, they should only include your most valuable tasks. If you followed the course so far, these should be easily identifiable on your master to-do list. And the time blocks you assigned to the other 80% of the tasks, they should only include less important busy work. With this daily plan laid out, your sole job is to work through this task list, strictly keeping to your schedule. Set a timer if needed, so when your time block for certain work is over, you know you must stop and move on to the next time block. If you didn't manage to finish a task, make sure it makes it onto your to-do list tomorrow. Working through your tasks working through your tasks. It's all too easy to uh, plow through tasks without actually thinking about how 
they should be done. It's all too easy to plow through tasks without actually, without actually thinking about how they should be done. So, before you start any task, ask yourself these four questions. Print out or print them out if needed. One, does this task actually need completing? Two, can this task be delegated? Three, can I simplify or automate this task? Four, can the deadline be extended? This is the point where you assess each and every task so that you're not needlessly wasting time by approaching the task in an, in an inefficient way. This is a point where you assess each and every task so that you're not needlessly wasting time by approaching the task in an inefficient way. One, do you actually need to complete the task or this task? Do you actually need to complete this task? At the start of this course, you went through your task list and removed any task that, if not completed, wouldn't lead to any negative consequences. That cleansed your list to an extent. But be sure to ask this question again, just in case anything slipped through the cracks. If a task will never genuinely need completing, your time should probably be spent elsewhere. In these cases, consider removing the task from your to-do list, or at least move it to the back burner project to tackle when you have the time. Two, can you delegate, delegate this task? Can you delegate this task? Is it really you who needs to complete this task? Or is there someone else who is capable of completing it to the required standard? If you are able to realistically delegate a task, you probably should. This will free up more of your time to concentrate on those tasks that only you can perform to the required standard, therefore putting your skills to much better use. If delegation is an option open to you, read our guide on using delegation to reduce your workload. It's a skill all productive leaders need to master as it'll save you a ton of time. Three, can you simplify or automate this task? Often tasks are needlessly complicated, so before making a start, think about how you could make each task simpler. This could include anything from using macros to automate spreadsheets to writing out checklists to help you go plow through tasks more efficiently. This is a never-ending process, but when your tasks gradually start to become simpler, easier, and partly automated, it becomes pretty addictive. This is especially useful for tasks that you have to routinely perform. Just saving a few seconds now will add up in the long term. By optimizing all of your repeated tasks, you could easily save a good few hours each month, uh, be eliminating a few inefficiencies. Four, 
can the deadline be extended? If there is a task that's causing you undue stress or that's taking up time that really needs to be spent on other work, try getting the deadline extended. Once the deadline is extended, you're able to spend less time per day on that task while still getting it finished. This leaves you with more time each day for those other tasks you should be working on while still knowing you're making progress on that big task. This is a much underused way to keep on top of your workload without overloading yourself. Crossing tasks off the list. Crossing tasks off the list. By asking yourself this set of questions before making a start on each task, you are forced to figure out the best way to make the most of your time. To summarize, if the task doesn't need completing, remove it from your list. If it cannot be delegated, draw up documents and instructions to make sure it's completed to the required standard. If you can simplify or automate the task, spend some extra time on that. If you can extend the deadline, do so. Uh, buy yourself some extra breathing room. Once that's all been addressed, get to work on your tasks. Cross them off your list. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. But keep a close eye on the time. Whatever you do, do not work on tasks outside of their designated time blocks unless you know for sure that you have spare time in those other time blocks. If you keep getting to the end of each time block with tons left to do, then you're overestimating what you're capable of achieving in a day. Take this lesson over to tomorrow and try not to overload yourself again. And when your fixed schedule ends, stop working. Give it a try. Try to develop a habit of approaching your work in this way. The constraints of using time blocks like this will force you to shun procrastination and prioritize only the things that are valuable. Lesson uh, 7. Nine ways to avoid distractions at work. Before tackling this lesson, you've, you've uh, hopefully had a chance to try out your new fixed schedule as it's been described over the past few chapters. If you have then, if you have, before tackling this lesson, you've hopefully had a chance to try out your new fixed schedule as, as it's been described over the past few chapters. If you have, then you probably notice yourself regularly being tempted by distractions. A notification alerts you, a notification alerts you about a new email, your phone rings, you remember something you need to do. Distractions are everywhere. But when it comes to effective time management, you must rise above these distractions in order to stay focused on your tasks. Remember, we've already set a tight fixed schedule in which to get your work done. And we've set, and we've set strict time blocks in which, uh, in which to focus on specific tasks. There is just no time in this routine to allow distractions to take hold. If they do, they'll again find yourself. If they do, you'll again find yourself 
drowning in a back uh, backlog of tasks. To help with this, here are nine tips to help you overcome distractions so you can finish your work on time. One, plan your day in advance. We discussed this in a previous lesson, but it's worth mentioning again. At the end of each day, plan out exactly what you need to do tomorrow without overloading yourself. Make sure there is, there is a time block in your daily schedule for this and take it seriously. This is a habit that clears your mind for the evening ahead and means you can quickly get to work tomorrow rather than arriving at work distracted and stressed, not knowing where to start. Two, keep everything organized. One of the first things you did as part of this course was to write out all of your outstanding tasks and organize them by project. However, uh, however you choose to manage this list, however you choose to manage this list, keep it organized and up to date. When something lands in one of your inboxes, add it to your list. You should also be keeping your documents, notes, and paperwork organized too. By knowing where your where everything is, by knowing where everything is and what needs to be done, you remove the friction of just getting started. This will make you far less prone to being tempted by another uh, YouTube video or another 10 minutes scrolling through Reddit. Three, avoid time-sucking sites. Avoid time-sucking site. Speaking of YouTube, Reddit, and other attention-sucking sites, install a browser extension such as Stay Focused. This is an extension that limits the amount of time you can spend on certain websites, giving you no option but to get on with something more productive. Four, control your browser. One of the main distractions we regularly face is a browser full of open tabs promising us ever more interesting content. Don't become victim to this. Instead, save interesting content to apps like Pocket or uh, Instapaper so you can read them at a more convenient time, maybe over your morning coffee. Another great option is to install OneTap, a browser extension that converts all of your open tabs into a list so you can restore them at a later date. Keep that browser clear so you can concentrate on the task at hand. Five, stay out of your inbox. Stay out of your inbox. If you constantly check your inbox for no good reason, you need to set yourself some strict inbox rules. Add some new time blocks to your schedule that permit you to check and reply to email just once or twice per day for 10 to 15 minutes at a time. Outside of these time blocks, you should not be checking emails. You will be shown how to always keep on top of your inbox in an upcoming lesson. Six, disable notifications. If you've got things set up so you're constantly being notified about new emails, messages, tweets, Facebook activity, and more, you're never going to master time management. This is because you're always going to be in a reactive state, never fully engaged in the work you're doing. So spend some time disabling as many notifications as you can. You need to be in control of your own time and attention rather than allowing these apps to dictate 
where your attention goes. To help with this, read our guide on removing distractions from uh, your computer. Much of this can be applied to your smartphone too. 7. Declutter your workspace. Most people find it extremely difficult to fully focus when they are surrounded by clutter. At the end of each day, then clear your desk. Put everything back in its place. Empty the trash. Close unneeded documents. Clean up your desk. Become a minimalist. Then when you next then when you next start working, your mind will be a little clearer and a little less distracted. Here are some more tips for this. You may visit that site. Let's go to number eight. Become unavailable. If you receive regular phone calls, turn your phone on to do not disturb mode so people have to leave a voicemail in a state. Disconnect from the internet if you need to. And when you're working on something important, close the door or wear headphones. This tells people, I'm not to be disturbed right now, leaving you free to get on with your tasks. Nine, learn to say no. When you feel obliged to say yes to everything that comes your way, you're, you're guaranteed to be distracted from your most valuable tasks and priorities. This is why you must become comfortable with saying no to more things that come your way. Some people will have roles that make this easier than others, but where possible, explain that although you appreciate the opportunity, this new task just can't be a priority right now, so you'll have to decline. It feels uncomfortable at first, but it'll soon become second nature. Enjoy laser-like focus. Before the day is over, put some of these tips into action. Disable your notifications. Turn down a project you've been mulling over. Create time blocks for checking your inbox. Do what's needed to minimize distractions so that at least during your fixed schedule, you're focused exclusively on those tasks you've assigned yourself for the day. The less time wasted on distractions the better. Lesson 8. Six ways to crush procrastination. In the previous chapter, we shared some tips on avoiding all distractions. These are useful for helping you stay on task when you are in the midst of work. But what about those times when you just can't get the motivation to even start? Procrastination is something we all suffer from. We all cave in to it from time to time, but it's vital that you don't let procrastination become a chronic problem that routinely stands in your way of getting things done. To help with this, here are seven tips to help you crush procrastination. One, just do 10 minutes. The idea of starting on a big project or a tough task is daunting. It's something we often delay, which only causes further anxiety. Instead, commit yourself to the task or to that task for just 10 minutes. 10 minutes is easy. If you complete the 10 minutes and it's, it's still not happening, it might be worth working on something less daunting for now. But more often than not, 10 minutes is all it takes to get you into the flow 
and to show you that this task isn't as daunting as you first thought. Two, be prepared. Some, uh, be prepared. So many people avoid tasks because gathering everything that's needed to start is enough of an excuse to delay starting. Look at how many people avoid going to the gym because they can't find their trainers or how many people fail to eat healthy because they didn't plan their meals out in advance. Before starting a task then, get everything you need within easy reach. Do the research in advance. Open all documents. Open all the documents you're going to to need. Write out the process you're going to follow. Make it as easy as possible to start because starting is the hardest part. Three, break the project down further. Break the project down further. If your next task is something that you know is going to take a ton of effort, it'll be easy for you to think, oh, I don't have time for that today. This is usually because you haven't broken the project down into small enough chunks. If you ever feel like this, think about the smallest step you can take right now to make even a tiny bit of progress on that project, then do it. That small task might only take you a few minutes, but that's often enough to get you into the groove to continue working on that same project. Four, set rewards and punishments. Rewards and punishments are a fantastic motivator for human beings. Take advantage of this. Reward yourself for completing all your designated tasks in a time block. Allow yourself to watch a YouTube video. Eat that chocolate bar. Go for a walk. Use the promise of this reward as a motivator to get things done. If rewards don't work for you, punish yourself for not doing what you set out to do. Make uh, make a bet with your colleagues. Tell your partner you'll you'll wash the dishes if you didn't get everything done today. Use these proven psychological triggers to stay on track with your time management goals. Five, use temptation bundling. Use temptation bundling. Sometimes we put off tackling something because it's just too boring and mundane. But with temptation bundling, you can make some tasks more bearable, perhaps even enjoyable, by performing them at the same time as you perform a task you love. To do this, think of tasks that you repeatedly procrastinate on and other things you actually enjoy. Then see if you could bundle any of these together. For instance, you could listen to podcasts while, while you are at the gym. Listen to that new lyrics while you are doing data entry. Make phone calls while on a walk. Succumbing to procrastination, succumbing to procrastination will be far less likely when those less enjoyable tasks are bundled together with something that you truly enjoy. Seven, embrace productive procrastination. Embrace productive procrastination. If you are ever at a point 
where you just can't beat procrastination, we've all been there. Don't let that procrastination degrade to scrolling mindlessly through Facebook. Turn to your to-do list and pick something to do. You might need to sort through your uh, Evernote account. Sharpen some pencils, hang a picture. No matter how small or insignificant this task seems, at least you are tackling something on your to-do list rather than resigning yourself to something entirely pointless. Say goodbye to procrastination. Say goodbye to procrastination. It's unlikely you'll ever eliminate procrastination entirely. That's why tips like these are so useful. With them, you'll know that when a procrastination rears its head, you have an arsenal of tools at your disposal to help you get back to work sooner rather than later. Lesson 9. How to efficiently manage your inbox. How to efficiently manage your inbox. It's easy to misunderstand time spent in your inbox as time well spent. It's easy to misunderstand time spent in your inbox as time well spent. It feels like you are making progress, that you are getting things done, that you are successfully keeping everyone in the loop. In reality, though, email inboxes are one of the biggest time sucks we face. The back and forth nature of emails is highly inefficient. Expecting ourselves to reply quickly means we are constantly distracted from important work in order to spend. Sorry, the back and forth nature of emails is highly inefficient. Expecting ourselves to reply quickly means we are constantly distracted from important work in order to send rapid fire messages of no real consequence. Instead, we should be limiting the time we spend in our inbox. And when we are there, we should be processing those emails efficiently. Schedule when to check email. If you find email to be a major source of procrastination, you're not alone. Feeling like you need to just check your inbox to see if any fires need putting out is a bad habit that you and so many others need to break. All it's doing is taking your attention away from those tasks you should have assigned yourself for the day. For the day. One solution is to schedule just few time blocks throughout the day in which to check and process your inbox. You cannot permit yourself to check your emails outside of these blocks. Or if you don't want to add any more time blocks to your schedule, add check email as a to-do item for one of the existing time blocks in your schedule. Set a strict limit on the amount of time you can spend on this task to ensure it does not or it doesn't swell to fill more time than it needs to. Automate your inbox. Most email clients have filter and labeling tools to help you automate aspects of your inbox. 
you'd be wise to use them to automatically process emails that you know you'll never need to act on. You could set up a rule so that any newsletters you subscribe to skip the inbox and are labeled newsletters. Any comments you receive on your website skip the inbox and are labeled comments. Emails received from certain addresses or addresses which offer you discounts and coupons skip the inbox and are labeled discounts. The aim is to reduce the amount of time spent processing emails so if your email client can do some of the heavy lifting, take advantage. When you're finally ready to check those newsletters or reply to those comments, just search for the relevant label and work through the unopened emails. If you want to learn more about automating parts of your Gmail box, read our article on getting the inbox zero in Gmail. And if you are an Outlook user, learn how to manage your inbox here in this link. Unsubscribe. If you keep receiving email newsletters and updates from companies you have no interest in, the unsubscribe button is your best friend. Legally, this has to be included on all emails of this kind, and you can usually find it right at the bottom of the message. If you can't find the button, or if those emails still keep landing in your box, mark them as spam. Working through your messages. Working through your messages. If you receive a lot of emails, trying to get to inbox zero could take hours if you commit to replying to everything right now. Instead, the aim of processing your inbox should be to understand what needs to be done next. You can then add this task to your to-do list and archive the email so you can find it later. This way, you can work your way through a ton of emails in a very short space of time. As you are working through your emails, then try to stick to these rules. 1. If you can act on the email in less than 3 minutes, do it now. Whether that's sending a quick reply, unsubscribing from a newsletter, or setting up a new filter, getting the email dealt with, there is a next item you need to keep track of. Add this to your to-do list. Two, if it will take more than a few minutes to act on, decide what needs to be done next and add this to your to-do list. Three, when you add a new task to your to-do list, include any relevant information you'll need. This includes identifying the task as important or less important so you can so, so you know which time block to assign it to, a deadline when necessary, and a link back to the original email. <clears throat> Three or four, sorry. Four, when an email has been dealt with, label it if necessary, then archive it. In Gmail, there is an archive folder by default. 
in Outlook, simply create a folder called Archive and throw all of your processed emails in there for future reference. Five, if you feel like a sender will be expecting a reply from you, but the email is going to take a while to reply to, just send a quick response. Let them know when to realistically expect a full reply. This lets them know that you've read the email and that you'll be taking action soon. By following these rules, you'll be able to plow through a huge number of emails quickly. Yes, your to-do list will end up a little longer, but with all uh, the other techniques you've, you've developed, but with all the other techniques you've developed over the past, past week, you should feel confident that those tasks will get completed on time, provided you assign them to the right time blocks. Lesson 10, bringing it all together. Bringing it all together. If you are sticking to your fixed fix schedule, if you are sticking to your fixed schedule, you should be enjoying some of that newly carved out leisure time. Ideal, ideally, you'll be filling these hours with all those things you said you'd love to do if you found 10 hours of extra free time each week. And if you are sticking to the time blocks within your fixed schedule, you should be seeing real gains in the amount of important results-oriented work you're completing. But what next? What next? If things are going well, fantastic, but don't stop there. Keep improving, carry on simplifying, automating, deferring, and delegating tasks so you can spend your time more wisely. As you start to get on top of your tasks, you should find the time to tackle some of those items that have been sat on back burner. If possible, you might want to adjust the ratio of important to less important work you're doing so that even more time is spent on important tasks and less on unimportant work. Don't forget to adjust your time blocks to reflect this. Or perhaps you could reduce the number of hours you're working so you can spend more time on activities outside of the day job. If things aren't going so well, if things aren't going so well, if you feel like you are still struggling to manage your time, even after implementing what uh, you've learned in this course, the following advice may help. One, treat your to-do list as a second brain. Part of, part of the reason you're still struggling with time management may be that you're still feeling as if your tasks are too scattered. This unavoidable, unavoidably, this unavoidably makes you feel as if things are out of your control. This usually happens because you are not relying on your to-do list enough. You should be aiming for your to-do list you should be aiming for your to-do list to become the place you naturally store your outstanding items and the default place you visit to find out what needs to be done. Stop relying so much on your memory.
Once you get into the habit of using your to-do list like this, your confidence in it will grow. You will feel far more in control of your time and you will be able to more easily see what needs to be done and when, helping you to better plan out your days. Two, don't rush through the pre-task questions. Don't rush through the pre-task questions. If it feels like you've got a ton to do on a particular day, it can be all too easy to rush through those four pre-task questions. One, uh, do you actually need to complete this task? Two, can you delegate this task? Three, can you simplify or automate this task? Four, can the deadline be extended? Slow down. Take these questions seriously. Just assuming, yes, I need to complete this task, and no, I can't simplify it, will only leave you struggling for time. Instead, think about what you can do now to make life easier in the future. Otherwise, you risk always feel inundated. Three, utilize overtime time blocks. Utilize overtime time blocks. We briefly mentioned earlier in the course that if there was absolutely no way you could complete your current task list in your new fixed schedule, then you may have to introduce a few overtime time blocks to tide you over. Seems one of your main aims should be seems one of your aims or your main aims should be to eliminate overtime. These time blocks should only ever be temporary. They should only be used if you've completely fallen behind with your tasks and there is no other option in sight. If, however, you feel like there is no time in the future where you could see yourself not using overtime uh, time blocks, if, however, you feel like there is no time in the future where you could see yourself not using overtime time blocks, even if you are working a reasonable fixed schedule, that's a sure sign you've taken on too much. It's time to start saying no to things, else you will burn out. Four, recalculate your ratios. When you recalculated your ratios so you could spend more time on important work, you naturally reduce the amount of time you're able to spend on unimportant work. Get the ratios right. And this prompts you to be more efficient with your time when tackling those tasks. But if you move the ratios too far, then you can leave yourself short of time, unable to complete all the tasks you need to. In these cases, adjust your ratios slightly. Give yourself an extra 30 to 90 minutes of time for uh, less important uh, tasks a few times per week. This will help you clear up that uh, backlog, find the right ratio for you, and you'll be sailing through your task list. Keep going. Keep going. The strategies you've learned in this course lay the foundations for managing your time well. But what you've implemented so far will always need the occasional tweaking. We're all on different schedules after all. Some months 
a big project. Some months a big project will land on your desk and you have to dedicate more time to that. Other months you'll find yourself with extra free time. The point is to know how to structure your time so you can feel less stressed and more in control. This will allow you to get more done than you've managed previously. This will allow you to get more done than you've managed previously while saving time to pursue those things you've always felt like you didn't have time to pursue. This is what time management is all about, and we hope you have picked up some valuable strategies, techniques, and tools to use to help you make better use of your time. This is Dr. Khaled Dossiri reading this lovely booklet. I hope you've benefited a lot. Alhamdulillah. Praise be to Allah. Take care, everybody. That's the end of the second part and the final one.